There it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Falls Show. I'm Shawnee Constant. I'm here with Chizuk, JV, yeah, yeah. Erica Bannis, our, our Scales of Justice, our North Star, our, our, our favorite, award-winning, oh, oh. Jack more. Gills. That's what I was looking for. Uh, rock and roll insider, Erica Bannis. You know, let me, let me tell you, speaking of Jack to the Gills, um, I was at the gym yesterday, um, as you do. <laughs> Uh, but I switched up my upper body routine. I did like a, a TRX routine. Do you guys know? Are you guys familiar with TRX? Uh, I only know. Of, no, we are not. I only okay. know of a DMX routine. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, anyway, TRX, it's, it's basically just like these straps that you hook onto some sort of anchor system, but you you basically essentially use your, your body weight to do all sorts of like different, like, weightlifting type exercises and other cardio things. So I did like a, like a bunch of exercises like that. And I am Sorsky. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I did it. The <laughs> triceps are just very, very sore. Just every, 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 my upper body is just, ugh. but it's good. That means I'm working. All right. Well, this oh, is we- uh, this is our this is our professional wrestling show, and uh, everybody's home for uh, WWE cut news. But before we get to that, it is a certain time of year, and I understand that Erica has sent a photograph to Justin that he's about to look at on his phone. So, we can oh yeah, that's right, because it's Christmas. Yes. Okay. So some background. Um, I you know my family and I uh, had our photos taken over the weekend at this one studio, and uh, they had a Christmas setup. And we weren't going to do it, but then we decided to do some fun Christmas photos. But I took a photo of, well, actually, that's the photo. What you're about to see is the photo they shared on their Instagram, Justin. But okay. it is a Christmas, it is a Christmas wonderland type deal. And I think you're going to love it. Miracle. Yes. So How you awkward now- would it be if like your connection was bad and I didn't get the, the message yet? But... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would wear stuff that would match this. Like the oh, red and green, I would blend right into this. Oh my god! Okay, so one fall show promotional photos that can be year round needs to be at this set with all four of us. I think it'll be a phenomenal time. I think you know, me having the time of my life, Erica. I mean, I think honestly, as much as you don't think you would, I think you did have the time of your life too. All three of you. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I would like to pitch that idea. So the next show meeting, I'll have my people talk to your threes peoples and, you know, we can make something work, some negotiations, you know, sure. Hopefully I don't get released like everyone in WWE, but I think we can make it work. Right. Right. I hope what I do do we get think? released. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh boy. So has anyone seen there was some some news that Keith Lee was uh, recognized as being potentially hard to work with backstage uh, yeah. because he did not want to do certain jobs. Now, I wonder if that's specifically a, hey, you brought me to the main roster, you gave me a big push, and then you wanted me to only do jobs. I kind of feel like that might be the case, but I don't know. I'd have to hear from like previous uh promoters right like i don't give a what is happening in management in wwe or who they think is hard to work with you know who is hard to work with an ancient psychopath that's who's hard to work with so i've heard so i've heard i i look 
I, I have a hard time believing that right now for a few different reasons. A, this is not the first time in the last year that they've done this. So to me, the problem is much bigger than just Keith Lee. Keith Lee was not the only one that was cut. He was one of many. Uh, and Keith Lee is not new either. He's been around. He was around in NXT for a while. And he's not even new to the main roster. I can't speak for obviously behind the scenes, but I just, I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS on that. I mean, you're the guys that you cut. This was clearly, and this comes after the creative, the head creative guy was gone too. So clearly this was a creative decision, a horrible decision, but it was a creative decision because you cut multiple people that you were just in the process of calling up and pushing, including Karrion Cross, including a member of Hit Row, all these people who just came up from NXT. Hit Row literally just came up from NXT and you cut them. So if, if Keith Lee was the only one or one of few, then I'd take this a little more seriously. But until we get proof, confirmation, witnesses, incidents, whatever, that he was hard to work with, I'm calling bullshit. Plus, everything we've seen about Keith Lee, I don't see him as that type of guy. I mean, it certainly is not anything that I had heard before. Um, you know, in my very, very limited experience as a fan, I got to meet him a couple of times. Thought he was delightful. Hey, an important question. Are we a Keith Lee room? Oh, God, oh, yes. A thousand percent. Yes. Okay, yes. good, good, good. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, huge Keith Lee fan. Um, I saw that uh, Tony Khan has said that a few of the people who were cut are people he may be interested in. He said, I thought it was interesting. He said he's not going to say who or when he would want to introduce them. I think right. that's very very interesting right so the, the idea that you're gonna just scoop up people and jam them in right away seems to be off of the table i would assume keith lee's one of those guys carrying cross probably another one right they have long um indie resumes and um are you know sort of indie darlings so to speak and those seem to be the people that he most enjoys i'm gonna go out on a limb say probably nia jack's not one of them um i think maybe the only person disappointed by him being gone is uh the guy who runs Botchamania. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely yeah, so very upset. Is very sad. Yes. His videos are going to be that much harder to uh, put together on a weekly basis without Nia Jax on your television. That's something to really think about is, you know, we've mentioned some of the big names, but there were, it was, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of what, like 14 names or something yeah. that all got released on last Thursday. Uh, the first thing I noticed was at least seven to eight of those names were women. Uh, they really sliced into the women's roster. Of course, an impact favorite of mine, Taya Valkyrie, who was Frankie Monet, got released, and she's been very vocal on Twitter about uh, the ageism of what's going on in NXT right now. Um, as far as like, I think she said she's like 37 or 38, and she's, you know, and they don't, they want 20 year olds now in mm-hmm. NXT. Um, and I think that speaks volumes to, uh, you know, what's going to happen to uh, Tommaso Ciampa. You know, eventually he's going to drop that title and I don't know we'll ever see him again. Samoa Joe, the week before NXT went 2.0, dropped the title and we've not seen him since. And you have to wonder if it was a matter of, you know, going back to them saying Keith Lee is difficult to work with. um, At what point do you look around and go like, what the fuck are we doing here? And even a guy as, as mellow, as humble, as cool as Keith Lee, I'm sure you draw you you pull him from NXT two weeks after he's a double champ and do nothing with them at 
at some point, every, everyone's got their breaking point, man. Everyone's got their point where they're like, what? Why are you fucking with me? Why are you just screwing with me here? And I'm carrying cross at it from right out the gate. Um, and like Justin said, it's not the it's not the first time. This is the third, maybe the fourth time we've seen it in a year. Um, and I know it's not I know this is not the case. But this year, especially, you know, when something like this happens, it makes it very difficult, at least personally, to be invested in a product that, you know, at any moment is just going to pull the rug out from under your favorite people that you're seeing on television. And this year, especially, it feels like Vince McMahon has seen that he may not be able to be the king of the mountain for the rest of his natural life and decided, well, what if I just level the mountain then? interesting i i still think to a certain extent he wants to flush out all the old fans people like us who have long-standing you know critiques of the company you know make us go away piss us off so much we go away bring in all right. new fans who embrace the idea of sports entertainment you know all the indie darlings are getting released um anyone who brought a name that isn't uh, something that they can trademark you know, getting sort of fired out the door. Right. They want, they want it's, it's almost like he's trying to recreate the like 1982, 1983 rock and wrestling. You know, this is my personal playground. Let's make cartoon characters out of everybody thing. Sure. And it's sort of an interesting decision in 2021 to be doing that. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I guess, I guess what is going to tell the tale is, you know, our fans in attendance and mass, you know, um, uh, you know, how ex- is, is, for example, the Royal Rumble nearly as exciting if, you know, some of the moments that we see are completely irrelevant because people just get blown out, right? Like, right. how fun was it to see Keith Lee and uh, Brock Lesnar actually sell for Keith Lee when he introduced, right? Sure. Like, oh, this is something to look forward to. <laughs> no, it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a real drag for longtime fans. And I, I have to believe they, they know that. And I just, I just feel like there's this bone to pick with the pro wrestling fans. You know, you remember when he came out on the, the Monday night raw, I believe it was the Dallas show. And he came out and he said, Oh, you people are, are all so silly this day after WrestleMania, you know, you're all something else. He didn't want something else. He wants yeah. people who to fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you mentioned the whole is Keith Lee hard to work with. We've heard about the professional wrestling industry. It's not like everyone is best friends, coworkers, and so easy. Like, how many times have you heard to make in a professional wrestling, you have to be a real son of a bitch, right? Sure. So you can't use, oh, he's hard to work. Are we getting soft now? Or are we just using that as an excuse to cut for whatever damn reason? Right. Because I mean, think about, think about, and don't get me wrong. Seth Rollins obviously has a bigger standing in WWE than Keith Lee, but think about Seth Rollins and what he said, his reaction was to the hell in a cell match. Right. He wanted to come back and and punch Vince McMahon in the face. Right. He was going right at Vince. Oh, that conversation would have went way differently saying all these things publicly. Let's not act like WWE behind the scenes is all sunshine and rainbows. And if you're not happy and easy to work with, we're going to let you go. Let's not create that now. If there's certain incidents we don't know about that maybe cross the line, okay, that's a different story. But for that type of, of report to come out, whoever is let, letting those reports come out right now, now's not the time, unless you got something legitimate to go for. Erica, go ahead. 
Now, it bears mentioning that the whole difficult to work with thing was another line uh, levied against Bray Wyatt. Right. And it just seems like a lot of people who are really talented uh, who do get let go, it seems that, oh, they're just very hard to work with. And uh, I'm I'm not really not buying it. I'm not yeah. buying this. I'm not at gonna all. get too deep into it, but I've started reading the Mox book, and apparently it was a Kevin Dunn kind of hard to work with. That's the impression. Yeah, that's really? Kevin, yeah. Kevin Dunn hard to work yeah. with. And he's been there for decades. How come he's, he hasn't been released? He's a button pusher. Yeah, it's I he, are you a good soldier, right? And are you right. I, I, you know, do you do you not want to have uh, uh social media? Do you not want to have your own brand? Do you not want to fudge with the promos that their crack creative team crafts you know and and vince mcmahon edits at the last second yeah memorize this but then also memorize the new thing 10 minutes before the show don't improvise and uh dance sammy dance (laughs) sure yeah oh my god and i think what difficult to work with probably means not just laying down and doing whatever vince mcmahon tells you to do because you have a thought for yourself Right. I, we brought this up last week. It's a whole different Asian wrestling. In 2000, 2001, yes, you listen to the writers because professional wrestling was just getting popular and huge. So there's a damn good chance that the people running it knew more than the wrestlers and the wrestlers should just listen to what they're saying. Now, professional wrestling has been big for long enough that the wrestlers probably know more than the writers who are probably thinking as if it's like 2001 still. Well, and also I think a lot of the indie darlings as i keep referring to them they grew up loving the attitude era and that's what they want to be doing and what Uh vince mcmahon wants is these 20 year olds who grew up watching john cena do exactly what vince wants john cena to do good soldier i mean you have that and you know it's an interesting point to to kind of draw comparisons to like the late 90s early 2000s i mean we we're all smart marky enough to know that back in those days when a script was given to you you were given a set amount of points to touch but then you were given free reign to do your promo however you kind of wanted so long as you touched on you know these two to three to four points within it now it's like here's what you are going to say word for word the end and and that's that's not that's not how these 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 talents have been coming up in the indies they've been given creative freedom that is apparently despised by uh, a number of people in the WWE infrastructure and um you know i mean maybe Shawnee is right maybe maybe Vince McMahon is doing some crazy shit to try and literally alienate people like us just so we will go away, we will not bitch about the product, and then he can just get new fans, and so he can basically tell them what to do. It it does make me wonder, how much did they love the Thunderdome? Because they could control everything. Yeah, the sure. fact that the fact that they're going back to fans, which obviously, I mean, the, the fans are are the lifeblood of, of of wrestling, and you can't replicate a live crowd even if you build whatever goddamn structure that costs how much money. Uh, it's amazing that they had enough money to build that structure, but the budget cuts. Budget cuts, Lee. yeah. 
That was like, you know, we we talked we we've talked for like 15 minutes now about the the idea that some of these guys are difficult to work with, but everyone that got let go last week were told budget cuts. Yeah. Right. Right. And After supposed- you know how much they profited, which uh, which is public knowledge. So right. they, uh, <laughs> Yeah, they 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 uh posted I think within the last quarter it was like million in profits, but there are still budget cuts needed to be made. Like, stop it. Yeah, if you need to, if if you got budget cuts to be made, we can always go without pyro again. We can bring back the old uh, friggin' screen. You don't have to have an LED board of fucking staging. You don't even use it. You put up words on the screen. Like, you you have a video screen, you don't even put video on it anymore right maybe stopped changing everyone's music two weeks after they uh they get out there right. there it's a, one of the uh it's, it's another one of the ones that i'm kind of pissed off about uh getting let go because she was just getting started was bfab from uh hit row and by me. i i had uh i had read on twitter by friday night her part in the hit row song was already gone which wow. was the part that everyone chanted so like fuck and for them to do a segment on smackdown with basically sammy Zayn replaced her for the night and i and it was it was a spin on you know and hit row wasn't going for it but for them to do that segment that's disrespectful because that's exactly what it was it was literally replacing bfab with sammy Zayn for a night that was something that had occurred to me because I did not watch SmackDown Friday night because, you know, after Thursday's news, I wasn't in the mood. But it did occur to me that there are still a handful of people like the New Day, Xavier Woods and Biggie and Kofi that like I still am kind of emotionally invested in. Right. But as we've said multiple times on this podcast, like, do I really want to continue to be emotionally invested in people that you're just going to pull the rug out from under eventually? Well, and I want to make one more point regarding, <coughs> you know, talking about the 90s and 2000s, right? The, the big names, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, both great. This is not me saying either of them are horrible, but I wouldn't put either of them as a top promo in wrestling history because every promo was the same. They had their catchphrases, hit your catchphrases. And that's what they did back in the day. Here's your catchphrases, no matter who the opponent is, no matter who, you know, you're going at, whatever, hit these catchphrases every time. Anyone who disagrees with this statement can can directly uh, tweet at JV Sports Talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, go listen to every Stone Cold and Rock promo. You're going to hear what? You're going to hear because Stone Cold said so. You're going to hear uh, for The Rock, if you smell, if you, you're going to hear, you know. It doesn't matter what exactly. JV thinks about that. Exactly, right? Where John Cena started the role of improv, right? Hit your points and then you can kind of have fun with it. CM Punk improv hit your points and you can go somewhere with it and these wrestlers grew up watching that and they want to be able because that's what makes it fun genuine and legit they want to be able to yes tell me what points you want to hit tell me what you want me to get at but let me do it my way and vince mcmahon thinks he's still in 2001 telling stone cold in the rock here's your catchphrase just hit that 2000 2001 promos suck they do you know what I mean? I, I, no, I don't. But I, I, you're, I mean, you know, your point is valid. I, I tend to disagree. But what I will say is that, like, promo battles, I would assume, is like a rap battle, right? Like, it's fun. It's a fun yeah. test of wills. If it's all scripted, then where is the fun? There's none at all. Like, you've sucked that 
soul right out of the thing. Yes. Now, speaking to CM Punk, let's go ahead and pivot here. Who saw the CM Punk uh, promo battle with uh, our boy? On it's funny because I was night. about to I was about to ask you guys, do you think Eddie Kingston's ever been given even like talking points? Because I don't. I'd be too scared to. I would have loved to have seen Eddie Kingston. Like we we've all seen Eddie Kingston in that that one shot where he's in like the WWE like shirt where because he had some sort of tryout with them. And oh my god. Like, he did like a promo and he'd said something and like the writers were like, we don't know how to write for that. We can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't write for this guy. We can't. We like, can't deal with this. Like, First off, no. what incompetent writers, right? Like the creative is again hamstrung, right? Like creative is not meant to be creative. No, sadly, it's not. And it's just, it's it's so God, it's so in, like oh, I don't even want to dwell on that because yeah, CM Punk Eddie Kingston at full gear. Oh my! And then. Speaking of CM Punk, I don't know if you kids saw this on the Twitter, but you had Kenta, who just won the IWGP uh, United States Championship, uh, call out CM Punk. And people were like, yes, oh, Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, yes. And one of those people was me. Um, it's very exciting. The, the battle of the go to sleeps. Yeah, that's, that's where he stole it from. Yes, it's very exciting. It's very look, look at it. Okay. We were obviously chatting via Zoom, but like you all saw my face as we were talking about the releases. Look how much my face has changed. Right. Now that I'm talking about Sam Punk and Eddie Kingston yeah. and Kenta and oh my God. Like, look at this smiling. <laughs> look at this face. So, what did ah. uh, Justin, did you watch Friday night, the AEW show? Yes, I did. What did you think about the sort of face heel dynamic of Eddie Kingston and CM Punk? Did you like that promo? What did you think of it? I love. I mean, here's the thing. I think with with two people like Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, what honestly being real, this isn't a shot. Okay. The match itself may not be great. Okay. Um, you know, but this is so great because you have two of the best storytellers when it comes to promos in wrestling right now. And this and is like the rap battle, right? Yes. It's like a rap battle without a rap battle. Cause it's just a straight promo battle because that's what these two do. You say, do you think you give Eddie Kingston? You don't give CM Punk talking points either. So the fact that you have two guys in this story that you better not give talking points to, cause you'll probably just ruin what they're trying to do. If they're trying to hit talking points, that's what makes it so great. Right, the best you talk, keep bringing up rap battles, the new day and the usos. Two hell yeah, right? Those are two people, do not give them copy or give them talking points. They got it, these are two people, and that's what makes it so great because the match itself is not going to suck at all. It's not going to be match of the night though, because you know, CM Punk obviously still just coming back. We've talked about Eddie Kingston's not the most athletic quote unquote wrestler out there. So the match itself might be a little ugly at times, but that's okay because it's two people that we love and it's two people that know how to build a pay-per-view match better than anybody in wrestling right now. And I fucking love this pairing as a person who's watched, you know, I used to watch combat sports a lot, a long time ago, not so much anymore. Uh, 
sometimes an ugly fight is a blast, right? I mean, like two two journeymen that are just wailing on each other can be a lot of fun. And I'm enjoying the fact that as Eddie Kingston is sort of swinging towards heel, we are finally at the point. And I think WWE is helping this in a lot of ways as he's swinging heel, the fans are embracing it, right? Like we already saw that with Malachi black where the fans were like, you can call them whatever you want. Fuck you. Here's what we're here for. Right. And the fact that, I think people are smart enough to say we're here for fun. And if we have to, we will boo CM Punk and we will trust that CM Punk gets it because we love Eddie Kingston right now. And we will continue to love CM Punk on the other side of this thing. But for right Right. now, we're picking sides and that is a blast. That is a lot of fun. It's definitely something AEW needed to do because, um, you know, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, whatever you know him as, made a point that AEW's kind of started to do, but they really need to do more of. And that is, he said AEW won't be successful until they really bring some heat to their company. And what he yes. means by that is some controversial results, right? Not to, to predict, stop giving everybody a win because they're in their hometown. Stop giving everyone the title because that's who everyone wants to have the title. Sometimes to make it less predictable, you got to go the other way at times. Uh, You kind of saw that with Cody and Malachi Black at the end. CM Punk needs to lose soon. And to have an Eddie Kingston CM Punk pairing, perfect timing for CM Punk to lose because we genuinely like Eddie Kingston. Honestly, Darby Allen would be in the same place if it wasn't CM Punk's first match back. But, you know, we genuinely like eddie kingston that if eddie were to beat cm punk we would be okay with it because we like eddie kingston and it just it, it gives us a little you know unpredictability right it's the same thing like adam page and kenny omega like it's it's time to you know push adam page right and most likely will but we just need to start seeing those little unpredictable results that are probably going to get some heat and that's fine because it makes it less predictable. If the good guy wins, quote unquote, every single time, it, you know, as much as it's great, we love to see our favorites get you know pushed and go over. We also like to not know what's going to happen. That's an excellent point. And like Erica, do you think that if Eddie Kingston wins by holding the tights, you know, like he basically gets a little bit of a sleazy win. That's the thing I think where the fans, I think now the fans are involved enough and on on the train enough that we can then argue with one another in a way where we still all come together on Wednesday night and start the night by saying, all right, we're all, we're all still friends. Yeah. Um, you know, like some con- like the goodwill is so strong that the controversy can be fun controversy rather than this WWE thing where it's just people screaming at each other. Cause they're just angry about the whole environment, right? Like we're mad about a whole bunch of different things and, and we end up taking it out on one another over stupid trivial storyline issues that are going to have the rug pulled as, you know, great, great way to state it. Chuck has said a, a few times already tonight, having the rug pulled, you know, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I think it's so fun because we've had this CM Punk has just, you know, like every week he'd come out and say, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep the goodwill train going. I'm just going to keep soaking it all in. Right. And Eddie Kingston is the perfect person to pull that out from under him. And he can do it as a heel and still half the crowd is going to love him for it because he can do no wrong right now. Yeah. I, I, I firmly believe. Yeah. Eventually punk will have to lose a match 
Um, and I feel like this this is the perfect time and Eddie Kingston is the, the perfect guy to do it. Not that Eddie Kingston is, you know, has uh, has Piper vibes. Eddie Kingston does yeah. not need a title uh, to be over. He he's a guy who he's just he's he's that guy. We're going to like him no matter what. At the same time, though, what better way to give Eddie Kingston the rub? than with a victory and even if it's by nefarious means uh because then you still have cm punk quote-unquote looking good absolutely or, you know or however you want to put it um it, it i mean it would be great and if Eddie wants the challenge of becoming a heel, right, he'll have to cheat against big names often, right? right? You have to do it enough times that people go, okay, now this is getting predictable. Fuck you, Eddie Kingston. Right. You know, and that then people start to legitimately boo him. And that's when he can be like, you know, boom, 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 suck it. I got two words for you kind of thing. Right. And, well, and then we, we, you know, we'll exalt in, in booing him. And still right. buying if his gear. Of, of <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Eddie Kingston came in with kind of that heel heat and then he turned face, you know, uh, with Moxley and the whole, you know, obviously, sadly, the the exploding death match, which did not explode. Where's the kaboom? They show the highlights and they just put in some like real cheesy special effects in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so I mean, think about it. Like that was Some flash that was animation the explosions. That Fourth was that was Eddie Kingston's face turn. Um, obviously, not his fault that the pyro didn't go off. And it, if it did, it would have been an amazing moment. Um, but yeah, he's he's somebody who could work anyway. We all know this, and it's going to be interesting to see how he does heal without Moxley, since Moxley is obviously, um, you know, seeking treatment for uh, alcohol issues. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it happens when Moxley eventually comes back. Like, right. this is a great time to be Eddie Kingston, and the sky is the limit with him. I'm so excited to see where he goes in this stretch of time, forever how long it is. Going back quickly, though, I'd be remiss because we mentioned the whole rap battle thing. What what do we think of the acclaims one liner to Daniel Bryan on Rampage? Yikes! Okay, because here's the thing: the acclaimed annoy uh, annoy me. Um, so as soon as I hear "yo, yo," I'm like, and we're tuning out. And so it's like I'm half listening, half listening, and then I hear "I end careers quicker than your father-in-law." Even I'm like, oh my goodness like because like the releases were just fresh yeah um i you know I, oh that was a good one like even yeah. i who don't <laughs> even like the acclaimed i'm like damn it 17 Ooh. people lost their jobs less than 24 hours ago and that guy had to make 17 phone calls and like you're you're topical you're right on top of it I i'm mean, glad I you love it i'm I glad you it. said what you said erica because i was going to ask the room like we can we all agree that Eddie Kingston is definitely one of those personalities that like he doesn't ever have to be heavyweight champion? It'd like, be it nice doesn't to matter. see it though. It doesn't matter I what Eddie Kingston is doing. He will need to have doing. the title for a moment just because he's earned it and, and yeah. he will cry and the people who are invested in his career will cry with him. And yes. that's an important moment. And I think that's where we will see Tony Khan 
do the right thing. But no, we don't. He doesn't need to have a run by any stretch, yeah. right? I mean, it could literally be a win it, win it at a pay per view and lose it on a Wednesday kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I would assume that you would have. I, I have to believe that you're having discussions with Eddie Kingston, sort of week to week, right? I mean, I, I would be shocked if if Tony Khan throughout this like meteoric rise hasn't had personal conversations with Eddie Kingston um, because you brought him in as sort of a journeyman, and it could have went any which way right i mean it, it could have been simply that he just was relegated to dark if if people hadn't exploded over him it just he was the right person at the right time See what and, you did uh, there was exploded hey oh where's the kaboom you do it much better than me it's all right i uh i watched that that uh looney tunes cartoon a lot as a child marvin the martian impersonator eric banis okay and obviously i think title of that where's the kaboom redux um I mean, that was else? something. No, we we talked about uh, we, we talked about CM Punk. We talked a little bit about Mox, and we're talking about Tony Khan now. It felt like the kind of thing I don't think I would have seen on the other side of the fence on Wednesday when CM Punk comes out and gets the crowd to chant for Moxley, because and you know Tony Khan takes to Twitter the night before to let people know, hey, we're just going to go public with this. Mox is going into rehab for a little while, so he's not going to be at Dynamite Wednesday. And then to, on top of it, have CM Punk come out and cut a promo where he basically PSAs, hey, if you're having trouble, reach out, you know, find help kind of thing. Like, I, I'm sure it would. I'm sure under similar circumstances with people at similar levels of popularity in the company, it would happen. But it certainly felt like this thing that I haven't seen since, Roman Reigns had to go, you know, to to uh, have have his cancer taken care of, and then they made sure to, you know, piss all over it by having Mox turn and or Seth, turn on Seth at the end of the night. Yes, oh, literally do promos about can't like what what assholes. Yeah, yeah, no, I I continue, you know, I I think the thing that would put the the thing that would 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 put the dagger in me in wrestling is if we found out that. Uh, Tony Khan was actually some sort of sleaze bag. Now, where he would find the time, I literally have no like. I don't think it's possible, right? Like, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I that that I don't think um, he knows what that means, and that's not necessarily to say he's crazy nice. I think he's just too innocent to even know. You would know. Well, you're our special boy. Me? Yes. <laughs> See, you well, got yeah. you got at least two thirds of us fooled. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Come on. How are we? Listen. Come on. You're what? I'm sorry. What is your snack today during the show, Justin? Uh, it was a milk and cookies, just like I leave for Santa. There you go. There you go. So quit yeah. saying like, I don't know if I'm such a goody goody. You're I excited. got my eye on you, kid. No. <laughs> Next week, I want to see a Tyrannosaurus skull in the wall behind you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, uh, Chuck. You mentioned too that you wouldn't see something like CM Punk did for Mox over in WWE. I think you would, but I think the difference is it goes back to everything in AEW feels genuine. Everyone, all the superstars there are genuinely enjoying themselves there, happy to wrestle there. And it feels like one big family that when this came about, it is definitely something that like 
yo, let's make time on the show for this, right? Yeah. You see stuff where they go, quote, off the script more often in AEW because they trust each other to do that. They know it's fun to do that. And, you know, they, they care about each other to do stuff like that when personal stuff comes up instead of just using it in promos and storyline to give heels heat. The one that I worry about with that is the acclaimed. I am a fan of the acclaimed. He's gone too far a couple times. Um, I don't know what that process is when it comes to his raps. Um, you know, if he's running it by anybody or if they literally have him do what you want and we'll talk about like, ask, ask for forgiveness later. Like, he has to know. be. Has to be what? He has it's to what? be, he has to be run, like, he has to run that. He has to be like, Hey, Daniel, I'm going to mention your father-in-law before, because if you do that against like somebody like the murder Hawk or something, like he's going to tag it for real. Once you get the match started. Right. But I mean, but I'm also talking about some of the offensive shit that he's come out and said, like, and that's what makes me worry. Like, is he running this by somebody and who looked at that and said, yes, say sure. That. I feel like after he ran into some hot water uh, following that uh, uh, Hollywood Blondes Julie thing, I I can't remember what exactly he said, but he definitely uh, set Twitter alight with his comments. I I feel like after that, I I feel like even Tony Khan's like, yeah, I'm going to have to approve everything from now on. And and, and so be it. Like, like, I, I think there's, it's there's no harm in saying controversial things, but sometimes you do have to kind of run ideas by the room. And be like, hey, am I am I am I going too far here? Because I mean, there's I mean, I can't count how many times like I'll try and make it like some sort of joke or something in, in a piece that I write, and like I'll come up with a like a really quippy one liner, but then I'll reread it again and be like, that's that's kind of really bitchy. Let me run this by my editor. Sure. Like, hey. I don't want to get too attached to this line that I really like. Can I use it or am I a bitch? And sometimes, sometimes I'm allowed to use it. Sometimes it's like, yeah, we can't publish that. So, I mean, it's just, the, those are the breaks. I think so, one of the exciting things about AEW is that because they do have the goodwill, they can push the envelope. The acclaimed and MJF being the two areas where oh, it's yeah. like certain people, Chuck, you've said Amy is like, you know, you know, I'm not here for it. And yeah, she she's she's tuned completely out. Like when he's on the television, she's like, well, I got other shit to do. I don't need to give this guy my time. Yeah. And I think that's an absolutely legitimate um, point of view. Right. Like I have no oh, yeah. beef with her for doing that. Yeah. I, I like that they have enough goodwill that they're 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 taking those chances because it is this sort of strange environment now where the only people taking chances are assholes myself included i've had to edit things out a few times uh, <laughs> <laughs> like after i say them, i'm like that eh, was a uh, that's not going to fly with anybody well, i do not i do not have the goodwill to say that heinous <laughs> shit um i think ultimately uh i don't and i don't know when or where or what the inciting incident is, but I will constantly in my head be wondering, am I willing to give AEW pass or am I more invested in AEW because I have all this bad will kind of over here with the WWE that like, I've got, you know, decades and decades of like, uh, you jerked me around so many times. I like, do I like AEW because I just haven't been jerked around for a couple decades by them or is it genuinely good? And I constantly second guess in my head. I was like, that was really good. But was it really good? Or have I just not been slapped around by this company right. yet? 
Well, I think a lot of that, I mean, of course, that's part of it, especially with WWE going the complete opposite direction right now. But I think it's fair to say, it, it, like, there's a lot that's genuinely good in AEW right now, right? Like, and I think it goes to the fact that, you know, even with the stuff that's not great, it's it's not great because they tried something and you know what? It just didn't work. Sure. Where in WWE, it comes off as it's not great because it's the same shit that we've gotten for the last 10 years because Vince McMahon refuses to take a unique idea and run with it. And every time we like something, they cut them where, you know, Tony Khan's kind of taking some shit right now because he gives fans literally everything we want. And, you know, he's not getting enough heat. So now he's getting taken shit because he's not getting enough heat because he's given fans literally everything we want so far, which I can, I get to an extent, but I do think he's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, time to kind of backtrack and let's, you know, I don't think we're doing any debuts anytime soon. You got a full fucking roster. So now let's start, you know, messing around with, instead of giving us everything we want, give us a damn good wrestling show. And, you know, I think he's reached that point. But I feel like that's why is because we know they're trying to give us what we want. And when it doesn't work, it's because they tried something and it just didn't work. Where WWE is just trying the same shit that we've said 10,000 times we don't like. I love the variation on things, right? I like that there are heels that are trying to get heat. I like that there are baby faces who are just like 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 the emo cowboy right like he's just flawed enough with the whole drinking thing and i think that that's sort of gone on way too long without any kind of real discussion on it right like it's just sort of been there um but like uh, the groundswell i think is that everyone's ready now to see him win this thing now if he doesn't win it is the, this is where we get into this sticky situation with do we give the fans what they want, right? If Kenny right. Omega wins at the pay-per-view, are people furious or frustrated in a healthy way? Frustrated in a healthy way, 100%. I mean, they should be. I don't think it's fair to be furious at AEW because they've given us what we want for so long. So long it's back what I said. It's called not making the show so damn predictable. The predictable outcome is Adam Page winning. I would like to see Adam Page win, and I'm not saying it would suck if he did win, but at the same time, if Kenny Omega won, sure, I'll be frustrated because I want to see Adam Page go over, but as a wrestling fan, I'm gonna, I, I would be fair and say, you know what? I get it. You can't always no. give us what we want, you know? I do think it's the perfect time for him to win because I could see Kenny putting his sights on new Japan as we head towards wrestle kingdom. Right. Like uh, I, you know, I have to believe, you know, I don't know what the COVID situation is in terms of crossing to Japan. I've I've not kept up with it, but I have to, I I suspect I, I will say that we're going to see some people appearing over at Russell Kingdom. Now, that's one area where it's very disappointing for Mox because I know that he really wants to get involved. And that's something else that he highlights in his book early, how excited he was to get into the G1 tournament. And uh, maybe in a different week, I'll talk a little bit about some of the snippets from the book. But, um, you know, Daniel Bryan very clearly wants yeah. to, you know, he wants to be in the Tokyo Dome. There's no doubt about that. Um, Kenny Omega's return as a heel. Um, 
I mean, it's just fun, right? Like the, the crowds, especially if they are starting to get crowds in again. Do you know, Erica, like what's the crowd situation now versus a year ago when they were sort of all had to be quiet and were using the little push buttons? To- um, okay, well, first of all, that that whole app experiment did quickly go away, uh, mainly because, I, you know, in with the crowds that I have seen, like everyone's just like, okay, we'll just clap and stomp. We don't care. We don't need to. holler a lot anyway right it wasn't exactly a texas crowd it was it was never it was never like overt like it was never crazy cheering like you'd have in the united states although you would always have that one female voice yelling kenny kenny (laughs) (laughs) well you'd have that or you know or whatever you know naito or kauda or whatever or you know like okada okada or sanada like it, it was just very like happy go lucky chance. Like you would never hear like a like a fuck you chance out of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you <laughs> never get that. Um, and actually, I'm looking up the travel restrictions right now on Japan, which is actually a very interesting thing because we're trying to figure out a way to go to Japan as a family for oh. a, a family trip in January. Uh, well because well, okay so backstory my uh i can be my, a my, honorary my, member of your family in january <laughs> <laughs> can i be a member of your family in january? <laughs> like this this is uncle sean you don't understand he's going to be Japan, traveling J- with us. you don't get to go justin i'm, I'm uh, cousin justin cousin justin uh oh gosh well anyway well, like it, it was going to be like the big um senior gift to uh, you know our son uh you know we were going to go to japan as a family but now obviously with covid because like really within like the, the last month uh tokyo lifted emergency restrictions okay and as far as crowds go it's been unique to see like every venue within like the japan loop if you will um has different um uh, protocols as far okay. as crowd sizes and stuff so it, it really kind of depends on each venue but like every single venue though no no verbal cheering you have to cheer with your heart cheer inside your heart um and then you can clap and stomp but that's it um so, i mean the, the crowds have still been good they've been able to adjust and and once again like uh, i think probably my favorite cheer is like whenever like you would hear like an audible like oh Oh my god! Like when, like when people are gen- genuinely shocked. Um, that's the one thing I really miss. Or any time that, um, oh my god, um, not oh, I, I can't. Um, Karen Hair, Tanahashi. Oh my Karen god, Karen Hair. Like, Karen I, Hare. Hare. I was like, where are you going with this? No, Japanese no. John Cena. Yeah, no, Tanahashi's hair at was it. Hey, babe, was it Power Struggle that was this weekend? Yeah. Uh, look up Tanahashi's hair at Power Struggle because it it was, whew, oh boy. I don't know how they decide what to do with his hair, but it looked radic. Uh, but like, there's a thing Tanahashi <laughs> does. Wait, wait, you he... got to tell us about this hair. Oh, this might be oh, the show episode, the episode title. What, what Tanahashi's Karen hair? Yeah. Uh, like, like for, for big, well, I don't know if Justin knows this, but like for like big, 
um, like big pay-per-views or big like spectacles for New Japan, Tanahashi always like gets his hair done and it's always in some crazy ass updo and he's got these big ass bangs that are always like it, it but he always looks like like a Midwestern angry mom, you know, that's running errands on the weekend. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. And the best, the best thing ever said about Tanahashi's hair, uh, Gino Gambino, which is one of their part-time uh, <laughs> announcers, uh, like Tanahashi comes out and his hair is done up and Gino Gambino is Australian. So this is why I'm going to sound like this, but he goes, of course he is. <laughs> he, he says, Tanahashi looks like he wants to talk to the manager. <laughs> and the funniest shit. I, I remember hearing that and just falling the fuck out. It was great. Tana, so yeah, Justin, look up Tanahashi's hair. It's it's something. I would like to point out that in Erica's examples of all the different chants they have in New Japan, they don't chant Okada's first name because they can't pronounce it properly either. No. That is <laughs> no. You're wrong, sir. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Chuck uh, is wrong. <laughs> That's the next sticker. Erica is right, and then Chuck is wrong. And it looks like a it looks like a ransom note. It's all random letter typeface letters. Chuck's not right. Chuck's not right. <laughs> nope, not at all. <sighs> but uh, yeah, I don't even know how because I what was I even talking about? Because then I landed on Tanahashi's hair. Oh, we were just, well, I just was just curious about what we might expect for Wrestle Kingdom and, and Japan. And will we be able to see some of these guys who clearly one of the, the one of the things that excited them about AEW is being able to perform in, in New Japan once that opportunity is afforded, uh, you know, in, in the pandemic era. Yeah, that's something there... that uh, occurred to me last week. Sorry to cut you off, Erica, but that's something that occurred okay. to me last week with all the WWE cuts is that we We've seen over the last year, WWE cut some people and then, you know, somewhere between three and five will show up in AEW. And we, every time we're like, man, this roster is getting huge, man. When is, when is AEW going to end up having like this huge sway thing cut of their lower half? I don't think, I don't think we're gonna, I don't think that when you work for AEW, I don't think it's the same working environment that is in WWE, whereas WWE says, here's your contract, you work here, we control your character, we we are in charge of all this stuff. I really, like, I haven't heard or read anybody talking about it, but considering that AEW seems to play well with Impact and New Japan and everybody else, I think when you work for AEW, they're like, dude, as long as you show up on Wednesday for television, we're cool. But, you know, if you want to you want to go work in a barn on Saturday night to make 30 bucks because you love wrestling, have have a blast, man. Just make sure you're back here and you pass your covid test and you, you're not concussed so that we can keep our TV storylines running. Uh, from what I've uh, gathered from uh, Japan's travel website, uh, they still have an entry ban Um unless quote unquote special exceptional circumstances are found. So I'm sure there's got, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's they just some all sort show of, up in hoods. <laughs> well, I mean that, but uh, there's gotta be some sort of liaison w within new Japan. Unfortunately in, it's Rocky Romero. 
mean, no hate on Rocky. You know, he's he's awesome. I love yeah. Rocky Romero. Oh, he's too. very funny to listen to him. Uh, you know, like with the Good Brothers or whatever. He does not sound like a business liaison. No, no I feel like. Well, I mean, like a liaison with like the the government, of course, or, yeah. and, and like whoever TSA is in Japan. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if if people were going to. Uh, go to Wrestle Kingdom that are AEW folks, like they'd probably be subject to like a 14 day quarantine and, right. and all things like that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they still have a uh, only time will tell. We'll have we to keep pay be- very, we'll have to pay very close attention to who spends Christmas and New Year's in Japan in a hotel. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to ask. That just... <laughs> <laughs> Point to Justin. You got, Justin. Justin was complaining a half an hour ago about how like The Rock and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin's promos were all the same. Justin, your promos are the same. They're just it's I Christmas. Not, first off, I did not complain. I am stating a fact. Obviously, they are great. It worked yeah, for the, them. The, your fact that Stone Cold and the, the rock, rock are not the same great thing. promos yeah, <laughs> because they again anyone the same who wants thing. to dispute this fact uh contact jv sports talk do. directly on twitter <laughs> no. i don't want to hear it no i think do. people think he's the rock is considered the best on the stick perhaps the, ever the yeah, rock it's... and stone cold they were the greatest of their time yes and they were great because they're both charismatic in their own way personally but when you look at the promos that they did then compared to the great promos of the last 10 years and now it is way different because every if you're looking at like if you looked at a read a script of the rocks promos and stone cold's promos they're almost identical insert whoever the hell they were cutting a promo on where the great promos of today are more improv and more different especially in AEW but when CM Punk and John Cena had their great promos it was it was different jokes it was different material every time I'm shocked I, that you think that okay I have grown to love John Cena however <laughs> John contact Cena JV on the Sports Talk at JV Sports yes. Talk <laughs> John Cena on the mic over Stone Cold and The Rock easy not even close the hell this is this is a hill you're gonna die on and you're gonna turn yes. to look over your shoulder to see if we followed you and we're gonna be miles behind you we're gonna be yep. like no John no Cena. this is this is on you brother give me John Cena <laughs> oh wait kids this just in because I've been just reading uh stuff about japan ever since i've had to look it up you know five ten minutes ago uh today japan has opened it's has reopened its borders to foreign students provided that they can meet certain government set conditions including completing 14 days in quarantine so it might get a little dicey for american talent to go to tokyo for wrestle kingdom but it isn't impossible at now, this point. Do we know the dates of Wrestle Kingdom yet? Uh, I have to believe that that has been. Uh, well, it's it's um it's always well because now it's a two dayer because it used to be just um sure. one day. Sure. It's like but, right at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, because what I love about Wrestle Kingdom is it, it's the same dates every year. 
doesn't matter the the day of oh, the week. Oh, that's fascinating. It I know, yeah, isn't no, it? I always forget that. I well, Wrestle forget Kingdom's that. on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah, the yeah. last year. Here we go. The year before. That's yeah. interesting. Now I wonder if the the are we going to see? Well, this is what I was going to ask earlier. Do you think we're going to see a winter is coming? Is that was that a specifically a sting thing, or do you think that becomes a, a yearly thing? And does that happen to be oh I don't know fifteen days before Wrestle Kingdom? Well, well, interesting enough, um, the winter is coming thing was one, I think, in part because of Sting, but two, they were emanating from uh, Daly's place in Jacksonville, which had hit a really bizarre cold snap. And it was supposed to be like 30 some odd degrees that night. So hence, the winter is coming event because I, but was, i'm thinking it, that we might see that like they might make that a thing that'll be interesting to see there are you know the two things that are most memorable from last year i've really the whole pandemic era at this point um uh at least with aew i think we're uh, both came from right near one another which was of course the Brody lee memorial and then winter is coming winter right. is coming is something that you can put a stamp on and have that be sort of a pivot point in your storyline telling it's sort of you know caps off the year where you have those couple of weeks at the end of the year where you're putting on live shows during the holidays where people are just going to be you know, out of sync with their TV watching habits, things like that, you know, even in the podcast world, you know, a lot of people in those last couple of weeks of the year are just like, yeah, you know what? No. Um, right. Now, if you did winter is coming 15 days before Wrestle Kingdom, you have a nice big show to punctuate the year. You got time for, um, you know, basically uh, a secret uh, quarantine. You have a couple of weeks of just sort of throwaway shows you know i mean I, I will still be watching them and i i still expect that the people who uh, do get to to play during those weeks are probably going to put on the best shows of their or the best matches of their careers but i think that we're a lot of the big names i would expect to not be there i'm kind of thinking we might see another winners coming just throwing it out there it'll be interesting to see if they if they do something with that it would had, be interesting for sure i like um, the idea that like the dark order beats up the super elite and we don't see them for two weeks so that they can quarantine <laughs> and then like the dark order just takes over dynamite for the last two uh weeks of the year um, now, I, I think that would be fun right like do something wild so that the people who are still involved sort of uh have something to fill everybody in with right like yeah like create a, a a hardcore excitement even if it's going to be for a much smaller audience uh, Wrestle Kingdom is going to be fourth January fourth and fifth, which is a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So wow. I will be taking off the fourth and the fifth, perhaps the third, because you know, come on, I'm not going to work a Monday, take off Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday's Please. a short day at the clinic, so I think I may work that Monday and take the Tuesday and Wednesday off. Although that's for people who like me always forget, I, I take the days off and then I'm like, oh crap, this show starts in the middle of the night. And then yes, it I'm does. Like, I'm gonna try to watch it. And I don't. And I have to watch it at 9 a.m. the next morning. And all of my Twitter feed is like, you know, several <laughs> hours late. That's and true. all the people who I in uh, and, and, and my Twitter feed who have already watched it, I'm like, damn them for getting to watch it on time but i can't adjust my sleep schedule just for two days because it just wrecks my mood yeah i i mean i can understand from a health uh perspective because truth be told i like i mean this will be i think what the fourth year eric and i will take off to watch wrestle kingdom live um there is something weird about like 
being up at like three in the morning after going to bed at like seven and watching wrestling with the rest of the world it's so weird my like i'm such a recluse like if it was a thing where i knew that i could hang out with people at three in the morning it would be a very different energy right but for me i'm just like doing what i do every night which is sitting at home staring at the wall and it's like i have to stare at the wall until three or i have to go to sleep at a certain time to wake up they're like oh it's just a mess just a mess but i'm gonna still try it again anyway because i pay for new japan all year and only use it at wrestle kingdom, wrestle they, get kingdom. 120, <laughs> they get my 120 dollars a year for wrestle kingdom <laughs> why don't you go back and watch like what the hell you haven't been watching the g1 or like dude like there's so many shows. I Get know, but I'm just, again, I'm just sitting at home alone, fretting and being weird. I, I I need friends, Erica, but pandemic has been a problematic. Being middle-aged, problematic. <laughs> well, there's there's the title of that. Middle being middle-aged is problematic. <laughs> yeah, I don't like look at that. don't look at me and Justin. Oh yes. Yes, bastions of youth, Chuck Bean and Justin. No, I meant, I meant if Shawnee's looking for friends, don't look over on this side of the room. Oh, I wasn't. Okay. I was talking oh, directly to Erica because she puts on a phenomenal brunch spread. And that is the kind of friend that I need in my life. You just you just want me to invite you over for Wrestle Kingdom so I will feed you. Okay. I know. Which, I know. Definitely. Which, I would feel super actually, awkward showing up at your apartment complex at two in the morning. At two in the morning looking for well, a breakfast I, spread. Well, However, it la- won't be like me and knock on the wrong damn door at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, I miss the days of friends with dirty couches that I can pass out on at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have passed. Well, I mean, I, look, the, if we can discuss if you do want to come over and watch Wrestle Kingdom, because like last, <laughs> no, last year, like we got sushi and sake and it was fun. You Why know? do we do that? Why do we make it a podcast thing? Like we okay, if Erica will let us. I'm sorry. <laughs> let me throw that out there. If Erica and Eric will let us, I, I love the fact two a.m. I love the fact that this has turned into like, all right, how many things can we trick Erica into hosting because we just want her to feed us because <laughs> that, that food was it. good. You don't have to feed us. It can I don't be eat like sushi, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, like, but it's fun. I'm not oh, going to lie. Sushi. It's bring your own sushi. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I eat sushi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you everybody. I think this this has been fun, hasn't it, Erica? It's, I think it's been a delight. Wrestling it's is supposed fun. to be Why fun. Is, that? Yeah. is it because it's, is it, it's because it's Thanksgiving. Almost, right? It's um, the way his face just dropped. (laughs) I know, I know, so good. He's just like, shut up. No, don't you you dare. Don't you ever do that again. First off, okay. Okay, uh, don't don't go first off when it comes to Thanksgiving, uh, because uh, gosh, I think it was last Christmas. Well, Eric made Cornish game hen for for Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. I am all for the Christmas pre party. I am. Okay. Like, I love me. I don't have turkey. By the way, I know it may be early for this discussion, but F turkey. Don't eat it. It's disgusting. Filthy, like, animal. Right. Filthy dinosaur. Right. Uh, I don't hate it. I eat it, but um, I'm glad that it's relegated to one day a year. Um, yeah. 
I have to eat it, you know, just for health purposes. You know, I like put turkey meat in stuff, but I'm not a fan of it. I'm not excited oh, about we, it. We do a whole different dinner now in my family because none of us eat turkey. None of us want turkey. We have no interest in it. So we do an Italian dish because we're Italian here in the Valentine household. Now, I see. I think that we should have gone, uh, you know, originally the turkey was going to be the uh, national bird. Um, but it became the bald eagle. I think that uh, we should eat bald eagle on Thanksgiving and the turkey should be the and national turkey bird. should be the national bird. Yeah. yeah. I would like to give okay. that a try. Fair enough. Not bad. I don't know how far the bald eagle would go. Like <laughs> that very. To... No, I think it's uh, I still technically endangered. <laughs> if not, maybe it's just out of the endangered zone, but it's not, not by much. It'll, I'm not it'll even last exactly about... two Thanksgivings. I, I'm like, I'm not even <laughs> thinking about it from an endangered species. I'm like, that doesn't have a lot of meat. Oh, it's a huge bird, though. I mean, you could just crack the bones and suck the marrow out. Well, <laughs> and on that note, Justin, where can we find find you on the internet and uh, crack the bones and suck out the marrow? Wow, wow. Well, that's uh, that what Shorty be... said. I know, but don't you lead to me then? Don't lead to me with know. that. Okay, Shawnee fine. I'll it. just tell people Google it. Google, Google me. It. There you go. Google, Google me. Google it. Google me. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, I'm all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk. Uh, the JV sports talk pay-per-view pod is making its return this Friday for uh, full gear. Uh, oh, am I on be, it? You'll be listening to it because it's your favorite podcast. No. Uh, no. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to Yo. the Yo. show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just Max Caster your ass. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shout out to the Marone show out of Philadelphia. They'll be coming on the show to talk AEW full gear um, coming up this weekend. So it'll be fun. Episode drops on Friday, Apple podcast, Spotify on social media at PPV underscore pod. Chuck, where can people find you? I got the nerd radio podcast over WRAF.com talking about wrestling. Sometimes we mostly talk about comic books and video games. Speaking of video games, you can check me out with Nate over on the Limit Break Radio Twitch page, uh, twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio, Saturday afternoons around 4.30 with our season two of Super Universe, where SmackDown is the home of spooky bullshit and Monday Night Raw is the home of big meaty men slapping meat. All right. <laughs> and I'm Sean. You can find me uh, running the uh, at one fall show Twitter account and at Shawnee.constant on Instagram. Thanks everybody for listening. Have fun. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole i uh i haven't been keeping notes on on episode titles what are you um, here for whoa wow whoa. Rude. Whoa, whoa, i'm kidding whoa. i'm kidding she's gonna beat your ass she has just left the screen oh she has I'm just sorry. entered justin's that screen is what you get. oh my, oh my god. god how she got there so quick but she jesus wailing on that boy oh my god this is child abuse he's stop stop he's already dead he's already dead she is jacked to the gills i uh, the room and justin. that's what you get no that's what you get for disrespecting Christmas. I love you with all my heart. Wow. Please know that it was a one-time thing, but that is what you get for disrespecting right, Christmas. For I told you he's got a dark side. I told you. For anyone who would like to take Erica's side and disrespect Christmas as long as, as well as debate this idea that, I don't know, what did he say? Stone Cold and the Rock suck dick at promos. <laughs> that uh, was at, his exact wording. <laughs> at, <laughs> at, <laughs> at <laughs> <JV Sports laughs> I like how every single time you're like, 
like you're just upping the ante on what JB said, just making it worse and worse. He's just like no, he, he said. He said Stone Cold was a rapist and The Rock was a was a child trafficker. <laughs> like, which by the way, they oh, are not. They are neither of those no, things. Neither of those things. Neither no. of those things. Promos in general sucked back then, no matter who you were. They did it the best, but promos in general sucked compared to today's promos. It's not a knock on Stone Cold or The Rock. I can't believe we're still even I, discussing this. I can't believe I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, honestly, all the I things can't, that I thought we were going to talk about today. The lack of talent that Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and Rock Johnson had when it came to life work was never on my radar. That's not what I said. <laughs> back then, no matter who you were, sucked. Box office yeah. failure, Dwayne Johnson stinks up the room again on the mic. If you gave Eddie Kingston those types of promos that he had to read word for word, they would suck. Eddie Kingston doesn't suck, but those promos suck. You're saying the same shit every time. You know, I mean, truth be told, like, I, I wouldn't say the same, like... The promos hold up better than the actual wrestling to me. Like if you go back and look at some of the Attitude Era wrestling. Oh, yeah. It, it, it can be does, pretty rough around the edges. It does. Yeah. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. It, but then again, I've been broken by New Japan. Right. I also think and, I think being, what I think what balances it out is I enjoyed the pace of matches matches back then compared to now. Yeah. To me, to me, matches well, you're, go a, away, you're a eight, short match eight, guy. W. Well, no, it's not even that. Like, I can last long. I just. <laughs> oh my lord! I don't. I don't Jesus. think. I don't think you. I don't think you are the. I, I bring me in here. I'm like, let's ask the authority. Hey. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Mia will. Mia will confirm. It's okay. a short match guy. Oh Jesus! JV. Show's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> This is this is family friendly entertainment. It is. Mia will confirm that her and I go at least two commercial breaks. Two commercial breaks. That's a good line. That's a. That's a three segment match. All right. That's a good spot to end. That was really okay. That that was actually that was a great payoff. Thank you, everybody. I fucking really needed this. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.